Episode 196 of the Hob Nation USA podcast, and we're here still on Zoom. But guess what? I'm Double Deuce's Vax Daddy. Nice. It's me. It's you. It's me, the Vax Steve. Daddy. Yeah, it's me, Steve. Double Deuce's Vax Daddy. <laughs> I can't get it no more, and I'm out there just putting my dick and ass on everything. <laughs> I don't care anymore. I'll touch all the surfaces. So it's me, Steve. And then it's no doses, Adam. Uh, no shot, Charlie. Here again. <laughs> and then mm. uh, guest host this week is single single dose Kelsey. That's me. Half halfway there. Yes, half in the bag. <laughs> <laughs> I'm living on a prayer. <laughs> we are back. I guess we should talk beer. That's what we do on this show. Yes. Is that what we do? I, it's been so long, I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> it has been quite a while since we've had you on the show, Kelsey, and it is excellent to have you here. It's good to be back. And hopefully this is the last time you're here on the Zoom. Next time we might be able to gather around the table and make fun of Steve to his face. <laughs> or at very least, Kelsey, Katie, and I can all gather together and make fun of Adam for not having his dosages. <laughs> yeah, we could do that. <laughs> I Man. like that idea of Steve. That's a good one. Take that pencil, Tucky. You want to run your mouth. <laughs> Don't bully me. I'm Casey's trying. coming for you. <laughs> I get you. <laughs> but yes, we do talk beer on this show. So this week, we're going to go around the horn and find out what everybody's drinking. And I'll start with Kelsey because she ain't been zones in a while. It's true. Well, we're playing a little game of what's in the fridge today. Um, so we're diving deep into the beer fridge in the garage to see what's there. And I found a lovely beer from Cinderland's Brew co Beer Company, uh, Danville Train. It's a, it's a fest beer, so it's a lager style brewed right here in the city of Pittsburgh. Mm -hmm. And it's in my fancy Hot Nation hey. USA glass. Look at that. Available on fieldbyhops.com. Check the glassware section. Oh, yeah. It's going to be good. Nice. And uh, so, so how is that beer? Is it, what's the ABVs on it? Oh, let me look. I knew you were going to ask this, and I was like, I should be prepared with all this information. Happens. Uh, you know, and <laughs> I don't see any ABVs on the can here, so let me look it up. All right. Well, we'll come back to Kelsey and, you know, come back to me. She'll either get it a little bit in a minute or we'll just, you know, talk about it at the very end. Uh, but while she does that, I'm going to move on to what I'm drinking. And this evening, I have coming from the Masthead Brewery Brewing Company. Sorry. I know a lot of people get very particular about that. <laughs> couch. Don't call them Couch Brewing Company. Call them Couch Brewery. Or Darren will be very, very upset. <laughs> he may or may not fight you in the parking lot. Oh, yes. No. <laughs> but uh, the Masthead Brewing Company out of Cleveland, Ohio, has provided the Augenblick Hellas Lager. Mm. Yes. It is a 4.6% ABV Hellas. And it is also the gold medal winner for Munich Hellas's in the 2020 GABF. 
Oh, very nice. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's got some pedigree. Yes, and it's uh, made with high-quality German malt, a touch of noble hops, and is supposedly the perfect brew for any occasion. But, you know, I think it's perfect brew for a lot of occasions. All the occasions. Only Sith deal in absolutes, so I won't say every. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yes. Uh, yeah, overall, though, it's pretty clean drinking beer. It, there's, uh, I mean... The one thing I always run into trouble with this is like, it's very obviously a gold medal beer and it tastes very good. And it's very clean drinking and Adam would love this any time of day. This is very much an Adam beer. The problem I always run into it is the, why would I pay the more for this beer? As is compared it, to a, just a general macro as compared to an old style. Yeah. <laughs> like it, it it's not terribly, terribly different in flavor profile to me. Now, I have a trash palate, and that's fine. But I'm just saying, for me, the, it doesn't, you know, taste too terribly different. I could still see me wanting to drink this over fucking Bud Light or Natural Light. You know, any of those really, really trash macros. But, I don't know, the things I like, like uh, Old Style and PBR... Yeah, it doesn't, uh, I don't know, and they're against it even. Wouldn't necessarily be worth the price point. Yeah, not necessarily worth the price point. It's, I guess it's, it's fine as a single can just to try a gold medal winner, but then, yeah. Well, I, I think at that point you kind of have to look at it as supporting an independent brewery yeah. or yeah. supporting local, yeah. which, you know, is admirable in and of itself. True. It and, and just like a note on the brewery, we've had Masthead on the show before. And like, mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of their single origin coffee stout that they make. Mm, that and sounds delicious. <laughs> I think they're, it's also uh, called Falling Fruit, but it's like a stone fruit IPA. Okay. I believe I gave one to Adam and he was okay with it. <laughs> I was. I was okay with it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. But I mean, That's yeah. a big deal. Yeah, Masthead's very good. And this beer is very good. It's very obvious that it's a well-made lager, but just pulling it apart from other lagers is like, eh. <laughs> I believe there's a particular phrase for that, Steve, that I, I, I think you can use here. For the style? There you go. <laughs> there you go. Yes, for the style. It's excellent. For the style. <laughs> but yeah, I just don't see the price point in it for me. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, Kelsey, we can either come back to you or we can yeah. get Adam. Let's come back. So okay. I got some deets on this Danville train from Cinderlands. Um, it's the 6.2% ABV, no real IBUs. Uh, it's a little floral. It's a little herbal. Um, it's a little honey. Um, it's medium bodied. It's very malty. Um, and it's like a really nice sturdy beer for the harvest season, they say and i'd say based on this color it kind of gives me like fall vibes but like it's still light enough that with it being spring out i'm like oh i can still have this nice slogger and i don't feel gross so mm. nice adam yes. i think you would enjoy this beer <laughs> if you got any extras let me know <laughs> i'll have to check the <laughs> who knows what's down there it is like overflowing at the moment so i'm really like digging in there and finding some gems tonight <laughs> uh, that's that's kind of the problem that i have run into in the recent past is i am running out of room and it's not for lack of trying yeah 
just happens. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff said, I'm not really allowed to buy any more craft beer until I drink, until we can drink through some more of what's down there. Sounds like May's going to be a party. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that, uh, that sounds like it needs to be on the project list. Put it yeah. on the whiteboard at home. Yep. Somebody has to have a party. Oh, dear. Somebody. I don't care. Just not me. (laughs) Not it. Not it. All right. And Adam, well, why don't you tell us what's going on with you? Well, I got bullied earlier in the show, so I'm not going to drink beer. What the hell with the both of you? (laughs) Some high quality H2O it is then. It is. It is. As a matter of fact, it is a sparkling water. It is a beautiful 0.0% ABV raspberry and acai. I think that's how you pronounce it. Uh, Aha. Sparkling water. Guess what it looks like? Water. Water. In a glass. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Because you guys are all bullying me. I'm not going to give you the pleasure of you saying what I've got in my beer fridge that I was going to share with you guys, but I'm sorry, no more. Maybe, maybe next week you guys can get back in my good graces, but for, for today, for this episode, I'm sorry. You maybe later in the episode. Up. Maybe later in the episode. <laughs> Whatever, Dory. <Maybe. laughs> this is only just going to make that Katie, Kelsey, Steve episode happen harder. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna drink, we're gonna drink all loggers and not tell you about it. <laughs> all loggers and half of Yeah, we're gonna do six half of in an episode. <laughs> then we won't do any more half of because yes. yeah, we're we're all tuned out on them. <laughs> oh, and then we should do like a sour episode because I know Adam also likes his sours. So I do. I do. This sounds like bullying. Yep. And then no more sours for the year. Mad bullying. <laughs> And that's all right. I'll, I'll do Bad it. All right. <laughs> I'll, I'll be over here with my sparkling water while you guys just bully me. Right on. All right. Well, speaking of bullying, I have a story, a news story that is about bullying your taste buds. Oh, good. Yes. Okay. And uh, I, I bring it to the table because, well, Kelsey's with us and she will remember uh, the spiciest beer that we've had on this show. Well, there's somebody going for the title of world's spiciest beer. Why? No. <laughs> no. Because somebody no. is a jerk. <laughs> is that somebody from North or South Carolina? Actually, no. Oh, okay. I, yeah. I assumed it would have been an association with Pucker Butt. Ah, uh, no, no, no. It's a uh, no. It's actually a little closer to us. Really? Yes. Coming out of Fredericksburg, Maryland. Uh, from the Maltese Brewing Company. Hmm. Yes. The uh, the head brewer there, Ray Parrish, uh, he took a look at the Guinness Book of World Records and saw that there was no record for world spiciest beer. Why does there need to be a Guinness World Record for world <laughs> spiciest beer? That is a good first question. <laughs> Why does that need to be in there? Well, quite honestly, Kelsey, if you think about it, the Guinness Book of World Records should have a lot of beer records in it. 
it should you're right <laughs> it was started by guinness that book should actually be half beer it should records. just be beer yeah. yeah it should be all beer records but yeah. not the world's spiciest beer because that's never a good idea yeah so i mean it, it should have like world's hoppiest beer world's you know spiciest beer world's most alcoholic beer it should have all of those but yeah somehow they've avoided not having it and so now uh ray parish has brewed a beer and that he hopes uh, Guinness will recognize. Interesting. Perhaps, Interesting. perhaps it will restart the arms race of spicy beers. <laughs> so how is he approaching this? Did he yeah. get into what kind of peppers he's using? What kind of base beer he's using? Oh, Stuff like that? Yes. I oh, yes. Oh, good. You, okay. I can tell you all about it. I want some details. Me yes. too. So the beer is called the Signal One. And it is brewed with 500 Reaper chilies. <laughs> into a pineapple IPA. So very similar to the uh, okay. Habanero Sculpin. Yeah. Except for it's 500 Reaper chilies. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. No, I, did, I didn't find information on the exact batch size that that produces. I'm just going to assume it's maybe two to five barrels but it has to be it has it, to you be can't small. be getting into a, a huge distribution level with that right right you can't do huge distro and it's mostly only on tap at the brewery right now and they're only letting you do 10 ounce pours only 10 Even ounce ten, pours yeah 10 feels like too much <laughs> it does. well 10 is the challenge so there's a so, challenge yes if you can drink 10 ounces of it in 10 minutes and then you have to wait another 10 minutes without drinking anything else mm. then you get to be on their wall of heroes and you get a t-shirt know that a t-shirt is worth that ah uh, you know people have done a lot dumber shit for t-shirts yes they have you know <laughs> it's tempting but i do it I'd fucking do it. I'll stare him in his eyes. I don't care. Let's go, Steve. <laughs> That's what I'm doing with my new Vax powers. I'm going down the challenge world spiciest beer. <laughs> so like, okay, hypothetically, if you were to take on the world spiciest beer, what's your game plan here? Like, are you chugging it all at once? Are you like trying to draw it out over the 10 minutes? Like once you finish it, does your 10 minutes of waiting start? So I would, I would drink probably half of it really fast, but then I would belabor the rest of it. You know, I just would want to make sure I get half of it down. Yeah. But then, you know, draw the rest of it out because I honestly don't believe this beer is that hot. Okay. Ooh. Interesting. Yes. Shots fired already. And that's only because we had our experience with the other beer. That's true. <laughs> the, yes, we did. <laughs> the ghost scorpion lager by elevator brewing. Yes. Um, so this beer, uh, Ray Parrish, he has a degree in physics, so he's a bit of a science nerd, mm -hmm. and he's uh, applied some of his science curiosity to shipping his beer out for testing to a local lab in Fredericksburg. And okay. what they're doing is they're determining the concentrate levels of capsaicin in the beer he's brewed. Interesting. Okay. And what, they, what they've come up with is that... So the pepper itself is usually about two million on the Scoville units. Mm -hmm. You just eat if you just eat a Reaper by itself, it's two million, mm -hmm. which I've done. <laughs> <laughs> and then they found the concentrate levels. Actually, the beer is only about three hundred thousand. 
Oh, only. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's not that bad. Yeah, exactly. It's not that bad. That's why I would drink it and stare him down as I did it. Because I not feel bad. confident. I feel confident in my abilities, having eaten Reaper peppers and brewed my own Reaper pepper beer. That is, you know, made a lot of other people sweaty and cry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I I will say that I I am not confident in my abilities, but I would do a very similar approach. Mm-hmm. You have to get the first half down really quick because you don't necessarily know how bad it's going to be at first. So you may as well get through a whole bunch of it real quick. Right. That, because you don't have that memory of, Oh, this was bad. Right. And if you have, you know, and if you have the strength to savor it, you can savor it mm-hmm. or you can just chug the rest of it really quickly. And, and the other side of that is if you drink it all, all at once, it might do something to your stomach that you're not expecting. Well, I, nah, I think you're pretty fucked either way. <laughs> but i just I think like... I, I just feel like you have to have some semblance of savoring it because just chugging the beer is like it's rude it's rude yeah, yeah. it's rude mm-hmm. to the brewer <laughs> yeah i'm on that like half to 75 percent down fast and then just get through the rest of it right and right. then probably at the last 30 seconds take the last big gulp and get yeah. rid of it right yeah yeah have a nice stomach filled with like some bread. Oh yeah, look. Oh I'm, yeah. I'm not some I'm not dairy. If I'm going down there, there's no way I'm not like walking in with a half gallon of Turkey Hill chocolate milk. Like, yeah, I'm for sure doing that. <laughs> Dude, give me that Brunton's dairy chocolate milk exactly. like, in the glass. Yeah. yeah, just right there. Yeah, Brunton's Brunton's is like chocolate wax over your tummy and mouth. You'll be fine. <laughs> it's delicious too. You just have to hold out for the 10 minutes after you finish it. That's all. Right. <laughs> it'll be worth it but yeah i i think i mean i i, I have faith that multi-spurring will get into the record books because as of right now there's not really that many pepper beers out there and there's definitely not that many that are shooting for the spice right a lot of them are going for spicy flavor right 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 there's i mean in like that ghost scorpion i don't think that's in production anymore mm-hmm I can, but I feel like I can almost guarantee that one would be hotter because again, this goes back to the way they're brewed that Maltese one. He, I believe he's putting the chilies in the mash, Oh, which is, which is how we did it with when we brewed our Reaper stout. Yeah. Right. And I believe that's the way a lot of other people do it. That ghost pepper one though, like it had that film of mace. Yes. Yes. It was just like, layered on top and you're like oh gosh oh good an oil slick yeah straight capsaicin oil it's like can't Mm -hmm. wait to drink this yeah it was a a total nightmare so i assume that that one was hotter simply just because of the way the pepper was introduced i am curious if there's going to be any sort of head retention on this pour i assume not if not any of the photos i saw of it (laughs) yeah it it, unless they just packed it straight full of wheat yeah I mean, it just it just looked like habanero sculpin, so <laughs> but right no head, right. yeah. But yeah, it's a it's a challenge I would try if I All had right. the time and money to go I would, on down. I would watch you do that. Yeah. Well, if we find ourselves down in Maryland, Steve, I'll do it with you. Okay. Or you know, they're more than welcome just to send a bottle up, and I'll do it. Yeah, that. I mean, if they want to send us a bottle to review on yeah. the show, they're more than welcome to, and we will take the challenge, and we will give it an honest review. Yeah, we'll do the we'll do a video. I don't care. Yeah, 
And we, <laughs> we will respond to their email to hopnationusa at gmail.com. Yes, right. feel free to email us there or reach out on Twitter or Instagram at hopnationusa. You know, challenge us to your pepper beer. Yeah. We'll take it. Yeah. I don't even need the t-shirt. I just need to show yeah. you you're wrong. <laughs> Jeez, this is doable. <laughs> Put that spice in there. <laughs> I'm spicy. <laughs> I mean, we had the last dab triple X over the summer and it was fine. Oh yeah, that's good. That's, that's good. delicious. Yeah, we're up for the challenge, Maltese. But, you know, congratulations ahead of time if you do make the record book. Yes, we should not make light of this because in... In reality, it is probably a world record beer, and we should not poo-poo that. No, no. And like I said, I hope it reignites the arms race to make spicier beers. I need something undrinkable like that (laughs) ghost scorpion again. (laughs) So what what I'd like to see is about a third of the IPA aisle go away, (laughs) and spicy beers take its place. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> Spicy boys. Yes. Spicy boys. Let's make Spicy boys summer. <laughs> <laughs> love it. I love it. You're onto something here. Come on, Maltese. Hashtag Spicy boys summer. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> All I can imagine is Steve in a pair of cut off overalls eating a bowl of gumbo. <laughs> just yelling Spicy boys summer. <laughs> you want to? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> you don't get on down a spicy boy summer. The image is so clear in my mind of what this looks like. It all makes perfect sense right away, yes, doesn't it? It does. You won't get on a spicy boy summer. <laughs> Adam, what's your news? Uh well, besides spicy boy summers coming to a bayou near you. <laughs> but in a completely different part of the country. Utah now has an official state beer. Isn't that exciting, everybody? We had actually covered the campaign sometime, I think it was last year, maybe it was 2019, somewhere in there. I don't know. It's all a mush. But uh, Utah was subject of a, an advertising campaign by Budweiser to, to try and become the official state beer of Utah, and that has happened. Utah now has an official state beer. And they are going to be releasing special labels only in the state of Utah to celebrate that fact. Oh, yes, go they're, Utah. Go Utah. So they're going to have some special labels. They're going to be an advertising campaign. And uh, they're calling it the beer that Utah swears by. Uh-huh. Yes, because okay. Utah is known for their cussing like sailor attitudes. Sure. <laughs> so they're going to advertise with such classic Utah and phases such as holy shiz, oh my heck, and frick you. <sighs> oh yes. I love but if you if you for some reason can't uh, can't contain yourself, if you're one of those heathens who just has to have a cuss. You are able to donate to a swear jar jar at your local distributor or bar, and that will allow you to buy a swear. So I believe that we're just going to have to donate all of my 401k for Steve if he ever has to go to Utah so that he can swear properly. So on top of that, (laughs) what's that? Get some proper curses in. Mm Mm-hmm. So what's nice is when you purchase a swear, uh, all that money will be donated to the Utah Clean Water Partnership, 
so it's not just going back into the coffers of of ABM Bev. It is actually going to a respectable charity, which I can appreciate. So is it like swearing for charity then? Yeah. Like, yeah. well, shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's a dollar to the children. Adam, uh, I don't think your 401k can support me. <laughs> No, in doing that no no offense no. to you but i mean we need like a warren buffett to back me to go into utah we need we need that buffett bezos combo yeah i'll, I'll take all jeffy b's uh you know i'll have his fortune cursing it up in utah i don't give a shit i'll fix that well, river real fuck quick while you go to Utah, you can uh, enter the sweepstake called the Swear, Sip, and Ski, which is a getaway, a roof, a mountaintop getaway, where you are able to go to the top of a mountain into a judgment-free zone and swear to your heart's content. Or I can go into a Planet Fitness and do the same thing. Yes, <laughs> because they still won't hit the lunk alarm just because you're not making loud noises in the back. You're just cussing at yourself. I'm just cussing. And that's okay. <laughs> Just cursing. Uh, wow. This is so yeah. Is <laughs> Budweiser's going all in on, on Utah and their their squaresies. Ugh. Cool. So if you want to go to a top of a mountain and get out all your squaresies. Wanna shout it from the top of a mountain. Frick yes. <laughs> I think I'll just keep it to yelling out a car window. <laughs> That's that's it don't help no rivers or nothing, but you know, makes me feel better. <laughs> just hey, roll that window jag. down just <laughs> <laughs> Yes. But uh, if you are in Utah and you're listening to the show, send me some photos if you come across any of these billboards. I'm genuinely curious to see what they look like. I think I saw one or two on the internet, but yeah. Send us send us your photos of your curse beers. <laughs> but yeah, I want to see the label and I wanna see at least one of these billboards. Yeah. <laughs> so if you're in Utah, if you're a Utahan, set me up. Get us on. Get us on that uh, that social media. They got that nowadays out there. <laughs> Are they allowed to use that? I don't know. <laughs> yes. Yes, it is legal in all 50 states. Okay. And and Puerto Rico and DC. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Statehood for DC. Don't add me. And Puerto Rico. And Puerto yeah. Rico. And Puerto Rico. Yes. Bring thank you. Yes, because you need to have 52 stars on the flag so that you get back to some level of symmetry Yeah, up in the field of blue. Got to keep it even. Yes, but we are not a vexillology podcast, so I'll just leave it at that. I don't even know what that fucking word means. It's so a study of flags. Yep. Great. Let's move on. Love it. Um, I <laughs> don't ever short... bring that up. <laughs> Fun with don't, flags. With Adam. Yeah, don't, don't flag shame me. Don't ever bring that word up again. That's so, <laughs> that is too white and nerdy. <laughs> The study. Do we want to go into cartography and study maps instead? Like, <laughs> oh, I got topo knowledge for days. Oh God. <laughs> yeah. Kelsey, news. Go. No. All right. It's short. Um. So, according to a website that I was reading recently, um, the top selling beer size can during the month of March and like from the beginning of the year, sixteen ounces remains. On top of that list, it is like heads and tails above like a 12 ounce can or like one Literally. of the 750 mil bottles. Yeah. Yeah. Heads and heads and shoulders above everything else. And then I was also reading that for March, 
one of the top selling beer styles was actually more of a sour, funky beer with a hoppy, juicy, you know, hazy boy type beer being in second place, which is interesting, but also not surprising given that it's spring and people want something a little lighter, a little more fruit forward as they like, you know, come out of the winter season. Everybody's gearing up for spicy boy summer. Yeah. Everyone's gearing up for spicy boy summer. Everyone's gearing up for, you know, a fruity summer. So yeah, I just thought that was interesting. That's like, I mean, I knew 16 ounce cans were selling well, obviously, but like (laughs) who knew like so far above a 12 ounce can. It's, that's also interesting just because we keep hearing about can shortage, can shortage, can shortage, but can no, shortage. Yeah, yeah, no, we're still cranking out 16 ounces and bottles have not made a rebound right? to like even overtake 12 ounce cans. So right. <laughs> still, still waiting for that Canadian milk bag of milk, uh, beer, but you know, Hey, maybe one day we'll get that. Sorry, we have a little guest host as well. <laughs> yes. If you're again, if you're watching the YouTube as you should, then there's kitty cats. You should check those out. <laughs> Free kitty cats with every broadcast. Free this cats. week only. <laughs> Free kitty cat on the podcast. Check it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that was my news. Okay. okay. Yeah. I, I'm I'm happy to hear that IPAs are in second place. That's still way too high. Yes, Adam. Yeah. <laughs> not just second place, but second place to a style that you like. It's not yeah. like mm-hmm. it's not like they were overtaken by something else that you hate. Yeah, this is very quickly turning into the summer of George for me. <laughs> ah, I like it. <laughs> you got you got your long hair. You got your surfboards. You got your sours. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was sour, funky, hoppy, juicy, dark and intense, and then light and crisp, and then like in last place, the cider. But yeah, you know, eh. meh. Eh. Eh. I get that. I mean, to be perfectly honest, cider is going to get a lot more play in the fall anyways. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But ciders, yeah. they're still good boys. They're all good yeah, they boys. Are. <laughs> Everybody likes a good sidey boy from time to time. Hell yeah. I get sidey crazy. But Did you say was, you get excited? Yeah, I do. I do get excited. <laughs> My sidey sense starts tingling and I got to get into them. Yeah. <laughs> Did you put your Ugg boots on and your like North Face jacket? No. Get your PSL. <laughs> no. Hey, I, I didn't come here to be attacked. <laughs> no. But uh, speaking of crisp drinkers and crisp and light, you said hey, crisp and Glover. Yes. Uh, the Augenblick Hellas Lager from Masthead. It falls right into that category, Kelsey, that you mentioned of crisp and light beers. Mm-hmm. I the one com uh, the one compliment I forgot to mention at the top of the segment was that it has that real crisp and dry finish to it that makes you want to come back for more. Like it, it makes you thirsty for more. Oh, okay. So it's not so it's not dry as in like your tongue gets all dry and your mouth gets all dried out. It's that dry of oh I gotta have another sip. So even though like again not my favorite style, it still has me coming back for more. Honestly, that sounds like a very high compliment, to be perfectly honest. It is from me. But like, you know, Adam, you would love this beer. Other Mm -hmm. people would love this beer. Obviously, it's a beloved beer because it's a gold medal winner. So, yeah. Excellent. Yeah, they're drawing. Look, you're you're not drinking beer this week, so I have to do the lagers. (laughs) And I appreciate that, Steve, because that's what a true friend does. You know, also knowing that Adam wasn't drinking, I also hopped on the slogger train. So 
Got to keep it, keep it for Adam. This one's for Adam. Oh, thanks, guys. That makes me feel good on the insides. <laughs> and uh, how is that Danville train, though, Kelsey? The Danville train is good. Um, it's crisp. It would fall into that crisp and light, I would feel, um, I would say. Um, maybe a little more of a fall beer. Like, this would be perfect for, like, around a fire in autumn. Um but you know it's it's hitting the spot right now so that's all that matters on this you know day of recording yeah it's nice today i think that happened like a week or two ago that we recorded on a really nice day and it fucking snowed during the weekend yes it did (laughs) and so all of our compliments about the weather did not make any sense (laughs) (laughs) Well, hopefully we're done with the snow here because I don't know if I can do any more snow. I say I, I am done with the snow. I can tell you that right now. Well, yeah, you're ready to get your surfboard out and your wax and like ready to hit the beach. Well, I mean, if Steve's getting his cut off overalls out, I got to get my, my board shorts out. It's only fair. Touche. <laughs> Touche. You don't want spicy boy summer. <laughs> oh my goodness all right what do you say we take a quick take a quick break reload at least a few of us will and uh we're gonna get into a topic that we haven't talked about in quite some time i'm not gonna tell you what it is i'm not gonna tell you you had to stick around and find out yeah so stay stay tuned we'll be right back first sip brew box is a -a one-of-a-kind subscription service for craft beer lovers based right here in pittsburgh Every month, First Sip will send you a box full of craft beer enthusiast essentials, including t-shirts, glassware, and even food. Right now, our friends at First Sip Brew Box have an offer for you. Just sign up for a three-month subscription and get your fourth month free. Just enter the code HOPUSA when you sign up at firstsipbrewbox.com. That's H-O-P-U-S-A at checkout to get your fourth month free at firstsipbrewbox.com. Welcome back to episode 196 of the Hop Nation USA podcast, and we're still here on the Zoom, and we're still here with Adam. Yeah, yeah, I'm here. Say hello. Hello. (laughs) Uh, We're still here with Kelsey. Hello. (laughs) See, Kelsey gets it. (laughs) And of course, I'm Double Dose Vax Daddy, Steve. Yeah. If If I see the Twitter handle change to that sometime over the week, Steve... I'll, I'll be upset. Then I'll probably also laugh at it. Well, it'll change to double dose vax daddy. And then also like the bio will change to hashtag spicy boy summer. <laughs> hashtag vax daddy and spicy boy summer. Yeah. Vax daddy enjoying spicy boy summer. Yes. Get your gumbo ready. You get I'm your ready gumbo? for this. You get your gumbo. Uh, before before we get that, get our rude ready, I guess we should talk beers a little bit. Oh, you want to talk a rude now? <laughs> yes. You want to get your Holy Trinity in there first. You want to get the, get the carrot and get the onion and get the celery. You get them. That's how you start a going, bowl. And you can't forget your filet. You got to have your filet. You get your filet. You get your... That's it. And then you introduce the uh, andouille. That's a sausage. Yeah, andouille. A spicy sausage. Hey, exactly. For spicy boy summer, get you some andouille. <laughs> All right, Steve, what do you got going on for this round? So this round, I've gone to the rocket fuel. 
Oh, all right. Big punches for round two. Uh, I got a beer that I wanted, but Adam, you'll be interested in it as well. As always. It is the Die Tripper by Working Class Brewery out of Cleveland, Ohio as well. And it is a 10% uh, Belgian dark strong ale. Ooh, yeah. Nice. I haven't actually tasted it yet because I've been fucking around on the video. (laughs) But I can tell you, like, as soon as I opened it up, it had huge, huge, like, candy fruit notes. Really? Yeah, like, it it smelled like candy apricots and plums. Ooh. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I can get on board with that. Yeah. Tasting it. Yeah, that's a that's a Belgian strong ale. It, <laughs> it is surprisingly drinkable. Okay. But again, it tastes yeah, it's a lot of those candied fruit notes on the back end. And there is a good bit of like uh yeah, it's also a candied malt, but then there's a little bit of burn there. But otherwise, yeah, it is really drinkable up front. And just goes down smooth and sweet. It's very sweet. And is is that a twelve ounce can that I'm seeing as well? It is a twelve ounce can. Oh. So you come in here and, and blow up Kelsey's story. I didn't blow up ounces being head and shoulders over everything else. I did not blow up Kelsey's story because still the first two beers were in 16 ounces. And then I'm sure if we go to Kelsey, hers might be in 16 ounce again. This is going to be an outlier for the episode. Oh, oh. you mean like this 16 ounce can? See? <laughs> and what is in that 16 ounce can, Kelsey? Uh, this beer this evening comes from our friends at Hitchhiker Brewing. It's their Bane of Existence double IPA, clocking in at a strong 9%. <laughs> Hell yeah, big punches in round two. Big punches in round two. Swinging for the fences. You know, it's nice and fruity. You get those tropical notes. A little mango-y, which I'm excited about. And also, like, so hoppy. So Adam <laughs> would hate this beer. So you had me in the first half, not going to lie. Sam, but, however, would love this beer. Sam would fight somebody in the parking lot. <laughs> it doesn't even have to be about the beer. He would just do it. This might actually have been provided by Sam and left in the fridge. Like I said, it's clean out the beer fridge night here on the podcast. So we're digging deep. Easter eggs for Kelsey. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Wouldn't that be a fun Easter egg hunt now? Like for all your friends, like just cans of beer or like mini bottles of wine or alcohol and you just like hide them everywhere and like set your friends free to go find them it is fun i have done that in my oh, younger okay. days yes it, it is a lot of fun unfortunately the eggs are not big enough to get the little travel bottles of liquor inside them oh so you just have to find the bottles of liquor themselves which is fun uh but what's more fun is when you go back to the scene of the crime like three months later and still find a bottle that wasn't found the first round <laughs> bonus that's free grass cutting liquor <laughs> hooray <laughs> yay yeah um yes this uh this tastes like a double ipa nice and hoppy but also that those tropical notes and the juiciness kind of like smooths it out a little bit you can't have any of this <laughs> cats be like that 
<laughs> They're like, let me see well, that. I thought, I thought Kelsey was talking to the listener. Because it's mine. No, no, listener. I was talking to my cat who came very close and like was getting her her sniff on in the beer. <laughs> but that's a smart cat because she walked away. Yeah. She is smart. <laughs> and Adam, are you still? I'm still you're... mad at the world. Okay. Okay. You're still, you're still keeping up that gimmick, I guess. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm gonna go with for this week. Okay. I'm just mad at the world. Right. Yeah, I didn't know what if you, you changed to a different aha. <laughs> No, no. I, okay. This is a one aha house, household. Well, I'm pretty sure it's a two aha household. Actually, no, it's down to one. Cause it, no, because the other one would be... I'm sure you put that on with your new balances. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. But... <laughs> Back to bullying. <laughs> That's right. You don't have to put so much stink on it when you say it. No 623s for you, Adam. Man. All right, fine. I'll go get some sweet kicks at Payless then. I used to have to buy new balances as a younger child because I had giant feet as a boy. And New Balance was the only one making affordable kicks for the larger footed gentleman. They are still affordable and they do support the larger foot. Yeah. It, it, it was something I couldn't escape, and so I just had to wear New Balances as as a child. Yeah, pro Sasquatch with my with my size quadruple E feet. <laughs> I don't think yes. I realized that. I don't yeah. think I realized that. Yeah, <laughs> I, have, I I have boxes for feet. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Little gunboats. Yeah, and like thankfully though, I don't have like the gross long Hobbit toes. <laughs> <laughs> They're proportionately large. Okay. Yeah, yeah, they're just proportionately large, and then the foot is just like a barge. <laughs> <laughs> and this has been Foot Talk with Steve. Hell yeah. yeah. Get on the OnlyFans for more feet stuff. <laughs> That's right. 30 bucks a month, you can see him put peanut butter on his feet. No! You want to no. see some big feet? <laughs> you bitches looking for some big feet? I'll help you. <laughs> no. So it sounds like Kelsey is not going to... Sign up for the OnlyFans. I will not. It's fine. So it's not for her. It's not for everybody. But there is is for somebody. And I'm going to charge for it. Somebody would pay for it. (laughs) I'm going to charge for it. It's for somebody and I'm going to charge them. (laughs) Make that money, Steve. Say, do you have to come up with a a catchy username for that as well? Or you just hope that the, the, the big feet will bring them in regardless? I don't know. It just might be Foot Nation USA. And then I'll just be. I'll be crushing cans with my giant feet. (laughs) Someone will pay to watch that. Hey, I just need the go ahead. If somebody's like, Hey, I'll give you $200 for some foot can crushes. And I'll be like, I, that's step three of spicy boy summer right there. Yeah. I don't have to put my face in any of that or, you know, (laughs) no markings. That's how Steve's going to fund spicy boy summer. Fuck Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to fun Spicy Boy Summer with foot can crushing. <laughs> you know, Steve, I'm here for this plan. I am on board with your plan. I might not want your content, but I'm on board with your plan. That's yeah, fine. you will get yeah. moral support. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, you, the best you can do is just provide me with more cans to crush. Yeah, I can do that. <laughs> as long as you don't tell me when and where you're going to do it and you keep it off of my property. Go right ahead. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, part the the former does not serve the latter. 
<laughs> me, me not telling you where it's happening still means it might happen on your property. <laughs> Have you guys seen the video? It's from TikTok, but it's the Cotton Eye Joe song and it's a person in the center and they are surrounded by beer cans and on the downbeat of the song it's just like you know that yeah they go in a circle and they stomp all the beer cans moving in oh, a circle yeah. to see how far they can get yeah i've seen i've seen that but i don't think it was originally set to cotton eye joe i think that's something that went on the tiktok but i saw the tiktok yeah. version as well yeah yeah there's just a dude he's just like rhythmically <laughs> gifted <laughs> to scary. just stomp cans like that's like, his thing He's holding a can while he does it, which right, is yeah. even more impressive. <laughs> yeah, he just stomps out an, ent- an entire 30 rack of Bud Light. Holy yeah. shit. <laughs> it's really impressive. Dumb question. Are they full or are they empty? They're empty. They're empty. Oh, just making sure. I don't know. Maybe he's got, you know, some Sidney Crosby legs on him. <laughs> no, this is just no. this is just an older man with a mustache who's had, you know. Oh, okay. Like a lot of garage time on his hands. Who's had that garage time? Who's had twenty nine of those thirty Bud Lights <laughs> ready to go? He had to move the El Camino out of the garage so he could do it. Right. <laughs> oh my goodness! All right, let's stop talking about Steve's feet thing. Okay. Okay. And let's talk a little bit about Spicy Boy Summer, where we're allowed to leave our house. Yes. Yes. This summer 2021 is going to be spicy boy summer and everybody's going to be leaving the house, going out to events, carrying on. Or as I just saw on, on the Reddit, I'm vaxxed, I'm waxed, and I'm ready for action. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hashtag 2021. <laughs> spicy boy summer. So we are going to talk a little bit about some beer fests. A lot of them here in the area. Uh, some of them not so much in the area. Uh, we just wanted to prime some people on what the hell's going to be happening with Beer Fest. And the first thing I wanted to talk about was some that are not going to happen this year. The big one that got announced uh, a few days ago is the Great American Beer Fest. They will not be doing uh, a live Beer Fest this year. There will be no in-person whatsoever. Uh, No general populace coming in for 2021. That has been pushed back to 2022, which is sad, but also very understandable. I kind of get that one. Um, yeah, that's that's very responsible on the Brewers Association's part because they like that's the biggest event, like period. Yeah, that's the granddaddy. Yeah, yeah. It, and it said something like they bring in, or were at least expecting to bring in sixty thousand people into a city center. Yeah, that's, that's a lot. <laughs> that's, yeah, and not only that, terrible. but yeah, into a convention center. And then right. once you're done with that, everybody goes back to their respective homes across the nation and across the globe. Well, first, everybody goes back to their hotel rooms and then fucks yes. around in the hotel rooms. Then they go back for the second day. And all that time, people are pouring, you know, out of pitchers and they're touching things and they're coughing in each other's faces. And they're eating off everybody's beer pretzels. And that's 60,000 people doing that. And then they go home and cough on all their loved ones. <laughs> Yeah, that's so a hard I, pass all the way around. Yes, I, I can see where uh, GABF is justified in making that decision. Yeah, yeah. I, I am okay with Brewers Association be like, eh, let's give it one more year. Yeah. And then, you know, like at that point, because you're going to have a lot of other events, you know, as we're talking, you're going to have other events out the gate to test mm-hmm. the waters. And if the smaller events can't pass mustard, then yeah, 
Exactly. Uh, the Untapped Beer Fest is in a similar situation where it was supposed to, uh, it was scheduled to go off in April of 2021. Uh, that has now been postponed to question mark. So I think they're kind of running the same angle as let's see what some of the smaller and regional uh, beer fests do, see how things pair out there. And mm-hmm. then they can kind of come back because they're another large one because they are in Bank of America Stadium in Charlotte. Right. So they're, they're kind of taking the same approach. So I can appreciate that. Yeah. And even still, like that's that's big, but it's also outside. But yeah, that's still yes. a lot of people going into Bank of America Stadium. And and just also just to be fair to Brewers Association and Untapped, they just don't want that bad fucking press of being the first one out the yeah. gate being the asshole. Right. So instead, we're going to come back to Pittsburgh. And <laughs> All right. Hashtag drink local. Well, Adam, before we get on to that, yes. I know exactly what you're going to. Mm-hmm. Before we get on to that, there is another good actor in Pittsburgh. Uh, and that Fueled Fest 412 was also postponed again. Yes. Yes. Because yeah, because Ryan, again, he you know, he saw that hey it's it was originally supposed to occur in july 17th and he just saw that it's probably not going to be feasible for july for a beer fest indoors and so they, they're postponing it again but it'll still occur within 2021 and i think in place they're looking to just have a free get together picnic on july 17th so you can, you know, if you if you're a ticket holder for Field Fest, you can go to this free picnic on the 17th, and then they're looking to reschedule in October, November, or December to have the the legitimate, finally full Field 412 Fest. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. And and in that vein, there is another Pittsburgh uh, festival that is kind of in a similar situation. The Big Poor. They have not announced a 2021 date. Um, but- yeah. As I understand it, they are still planning on having an event sometime this year. Yeah, and we'll get into that a little more, but I want to focus on the one that you started with, Adam. Of I don't want to. Boy, oh boy, somebody is taking a risk and is about to be the guinea pig next month. <laughs> Go yeah. on ahead, Adam. No. <laughs> You've been to it. (laughs) I have, and that's another reason why I am hesitant to talk about it. The PNC Park All-Star Craft Beer and Wine Festival. Yes. Really? mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. According to their website, they are still scheduled to pop off on May 22nd. That is a Saturday. They are planning on having two sessions. Uh, It wouldn't be as bad if everything was outdoors, but as I understand it from being there in the past, there are still plenty of portions that are indoors. So this is the first big one that I know of that's happening, at least in this area. I don't know of any others. I I did some looking myself. I could not find anything else in our area that's happening this soon. Right. There are, there are other smaller ones that are happening. Um, nothing of that scale. And yeah. all the other ones that I have found are, are happening slightly later and are not indoors. Yeah. That's going to... Okay. Okay, <laughs> PNC Park. Okay. Hey, look, so, I don't know, because this All-Star Festival is kind of like a national chain of beer fests. If I'm... Yes. Not incorrect because yes. they have they have them in other cities. Yes, yes, they do. I believe they have them in Dallas, Philly, 
I believe they might have one in Chicago. At and I used think to be Comiskey. Yeah, and I maybe saw. Is Richmond viable for that? Or uh, Richmond does not have a a baseball. Okay, never. Uh, then I saw something. A wrong. baseball squad. <laughs> then I saw something wrong. I don't. I don't know. Maybe the Nationals play there. I don't watch baseball. <laughs> oh no! No, uh, I don't know. I think there's seven or eight major league baseball stadiums that they're planning on uh, yeah. having this event at. But you are right. It is not. It is not an event put on by Pittsburgh local organizations. Yeah, it, they're not local to Pittsburgh, and I don't believe, you know, aside from PNC Park, like the Pirates aren't really behind this or anything. Right. It's just like. It's something Bob Nutting okayed because he saw a moneymaker. Mm-hmm. So that being said, I, I, I know that we have expressed our concerns, but I don't know what level of precautions they're putting out there. So I can't fully land base them simply because they may have some precautions in place that I don't know about. Would it have to comply then with 20, the 25% rule or the 50% rule at that point of the capacity of PNC Park? Or would it be total number of participants that they would be expecting would have to be in half That's in order to question. sell the ticket? It's a real good question, Kelsey, and I don't exactly know uh, how that goes. Also, yeah. I believe we're uh, since last Sunday we're up to seventy five percent. Oh, we're up to seventy five. Okay. Yes. Yeah, because you're gonna uh, tap rooms are opening. Speci- oh, that's right. Specifically, hitchhiker did open yes. this Friday. If you're listening to this on a Friday. As you, As you should. should be. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't know how that capacity works because I don't know how they judge capacity for this event. Right. Because I know the pirates are only opening at 25% of the capacity of PNC park, at least through April, even though that number has gone up for larger outdoor gatherings. I mm-hmm. don't know if that's to the full 75%, the tap rooms and, um, like restaurants would be, I think it might only be to 50%, but I could be backwards on all of those numbers. So, but I was just curious. And, and my, my concern with that is with seating capacity, you're assuming that people are going to be sitting in the seats, but right. this event, everybody's going to be in the concourse. Everybody's going to be up in the, uh, it's a baseball club. Thank you. I couldn't figure out what the first word was, which is embarrassing on my part. Pittsburgh. It's <laughs> a fine little town. I heard of them. But yeah, I, I have my concerns, but I can't completely throw them under the bus because I don't know what level of precautions they are taking. So I would say if you're interested, look into it yourself. Yeah, this is I'll put this it to is you a, that way. This one's a drink at your own risk. And you know, just even looking at the website at this point, there's no listing for what beers or breweries are showing up to this uh, i yeah being that I, this is a corporate event i'm going to guess that you're going to not see a lot of pittsburgh local because i don't know that they might want their name associated with it yeah they might not i don't know because I, this i mean this already was a pretty corporate event because they have they have the beer list from the last time they had this and it's like 21st amendment abita ace ciders anchor and then there are locals included with that but it's a lot more of the bigger uh breweries right yeah Yeah, Uh, so i think drink at your own risk is the uh is the uh modus operandi here yeah uh i 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll just leave it at that. We will leave it at that. Uh, but that is happening. There are some smaller events happening uh, in May and June as well. Uh, to me, the big difference uh, between this and the PNC Park event is, number one, size and location. Uh, there are two events that are happening I wanted to talk about here in June time frame. Uh, one of them is the Beer and Gear Fest down in Ohio Pile. That's happening in June. Uh, and that's a, an open-air beer fest, which is a combination of beer fest and outdoor gear shopping. So you can yeah. go down. Uh, and what's really nice about this is there is no pre-sale whatsoever. You show up at the door and you pay. So they can control anybody and everybody that goes in there uh, at the gate. Because if they reach capacity, sorry, we're out of tickets. No more. Yeah, yeah. go home. Like it's it's uh, it's a biking festival as all as well, isn't it? Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you're looking for a new kayak, a new bike, uh, a new whitewater raft, uh, if you need one of those in the back, of your Subaru. Uh, Why do you assume everyone has a Subaru? <laughs> Add them. As a former <laughs> Subaru owner, I can tell you, everybody down there drives a Subaru. <laughs> Fair. But yes uh that is a, an open air smaller uh event and i think would be a good place to step in the other one is happening and that is actually happening in may and this is a little bit further away this is up north uh this is the what's called the colonel drake crawl uh this is a wine a wine and beer walk rather than a fest. Uh, it is actually at a Boy Scout camp. It is at the Custaloga Town Scout Reservation. Uh, so it is obviously all outdoors because Boy Scouts don't go inside. That's unless they built it themselves. Uh, <laughs> I'm laughing at. It's just how you said that. <laughs> but uh, it, that is another event that is going to be outside. And I have been to this one before and it is very widespread. Uh, social distancing should not be a problem there. Uh, all of their stations are well spread apart. So uh, you can maintain your social distancing a lot better than you could at PNC Park. Uh, so I think if you are looking for something like that, that would be a good one to try out. If you're looking to dip your toe back into the waters, uh, they've got about a dozen wineries. They've got at least uh, six or seven breweries as well, not to mention cider houses and distilleries there. So they cover everything. If there's an alcohol there uh, that you don't like, that's on you. You want alcohol? They've got it. <laughs> they've got it. Yes. Get the booth. So those are the type of events that uh, – I, I think what you would be looking at here through the early part of the summer yes. and into the summer proper is the small events that are outdoor and widespread. Yeah. And those are the ones I think that you should be looking for. That's obviously my personal opinion. You do what you damn well, please. As long as you stay away from me, <laughs> stay away from Adam until he's vaxxed up. <laughs> but That's are, are they still doing beers of the Berg? So this is what we come to Kelsey. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that segue was, Look at that. Perfect, Kelsey. (laughs) Thank you. I don't know if it's a phrase, but I'm coining a phrase for 2021, and it's called wet September. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, wet timber. (laughs) It's going to be a wet September because uh, cautiously, tentatively, Beers of the Berg has scheduled 2021 as uh, September 4th. Oh, 
Defund what an the- end of spicy boy summer. Yes, that's the end of spicy boy summer and start of wet September because then September 10th through the 12th is barrel and flow fest. And following that and the 18th is a very good possibility that there's going to be a pro wrestling in beer fest that we spoke with, with Adam Zane. That's awesome. Yeah. So we have all of those. They're more or less tentatively scheduled. Barrel and Flow Fest is definitely happening on the Southside Works. But the, the other the other two are kind of likely and they're in the works. I, I have faith that Beers of the Berg will be back for that. Um, yes. But Adam brought it up earlier about the Big Pour. Right. The Big Pour usually happens in September. In September <laughs> as well. Yes. So their choices are take that last weekend <laughs> and or, just make an entire month of wilding out for people in Pittsburgh <laughs> or maybe push to October. Uh, the only problem with the big pour is it is like half in half outside when it's held right. at construction junction. That's, you know, it's kind of open air flowy air. So yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like, I mean, if it's held in August and I have the money, I'll go. But if it's held in October, I think that might be a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have actually never been to the big poor, so maybe this would be the year I go. I think you would enjoy it. There's, yes, it is a very enjoyable time. Yeah. A lot of people show up for that one, and also you just get a lot of good food there. Mm-hmm. I, still, I still remember getting pumpkin milkshakes made one year. What? Exactly. <laughs> it wasn't even made by a brewery. I'm pretty sure it was like the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette was trying to sell papers, and they were making pumpkin yeah. milkshakes. Yeah, I want that. Like right now, I don't even care. Yeah, it was dope, it was dope oh, as hell. Maybe there's a warlock buried in my fridge. Oh, I mean, oh. oh shit! This was even like this was even pre-warlock, I believe. Oh shit! So it was it was the real good pumpkin. Oh, it was the yeah. good pumpkin. <laughs> the OG pumpkin. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, we're yeah we're staring down the barrel of a very full September as everybody seems to have loaded up for that. Yeah, Uber drivers are going to be making mortgage payments off of these events. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Get hyped for that. That there, there's your Christmas bonus. It comes in September. <laughs> Hold mm-hmm. on to it. <laughs> but so yes, the, these events are happening at least tentatively. Yeah. Obviously, everything is subject to change. I know there are there are events out there that already have backup dates in line mm-hmm. in case things go wild and crazy. So people are still. They, they still got contingencies in place, which is good. Yeah. So my question for everybody is assume All-Star wasn't uh, corporate trash because I wouldn't, I wouldn't go to it pandemic or not, but <laughs> assume it wasn't corporate trash. Would you go to it on the 22nd? No. Okay. No. <laughs> All right. Just wondering uh, what is the soonest you actually would go to a beer fest considering like I'm, I'm vaxxed up and you know, Kelsey, you're halfway there. Mm-hmm. What is the soonest you would? I I feel that it, it if I am full vaxxed up and have that that full two weeks and all that good stuff set up, I I would feel a lot more comfortable going to a fully outdoor event, especially if it's something that, you know, it's spread out a bit. So if like the Washington Wildcats had something in June, you'd be there. If if they had everything set up in the outfield, they usually yeah. Which I mean, that's usually how they yeah. set it up. Right. They, they do, I, they I would feel better with that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'd, I'd say June. Like, 
Yeah, June, July, I'd be fine. Again, <laughs> completely outdoors. Um, yeah, I think I would consider moving indoors more in like October, November. <laughs> but like that would be that's almost by force that's just force. No way, man. layers and like scarves and cute hats like i'm still outside we're gonna keep spicy boy summer rolling all the way to christmas uh you know personally if beers of the bird was memorial day weekend i'd just be there i don't yeah i mean i'm vexed i'm ready to go yeah i mean i'm gonna be ready to go by like may one after that two week period and it's just like all right if it's if it were memorial day weekend i'd be like "Mm, i'd consider it maybe and and the the bigger thing for me is as long as i am vaxxed up and the people that i care about and that i see on a regular slash semi-regular basis they're shot up as well okay yeah or just tell people you you can't see them for a week (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right like i'm not taking visitors for a week because i'm going to a beer festival right yeah. and there's at least two days built into that already because you're going to be hung over and tired <laughs> <laughs> yes so i i think the big part of this segment is things are starting to come back events are starting to percolate up again get fucking hyped <laughs> get get hyped even if they are smaller events and you know regional events they need love too because chances are they got hit hard in 2020 as well because their mm-hmm. events got shut down so we got to show them the love i'm interested in what is going to be the first homebrew event mm. oh yeah I, again i didn't see any on the books as i was doing my lucky lose and those are usually you know put on uh you know smaller you know obviously smaller clubs and things put those on right so yeah interested in when that will come back but i'm sure it will mm-hmm. maybe we'll get a nice one in august <laughs> maybe yeah in the meantime though let's come back to the beers that we're drinking now kelsey your yes. hitchhiker it's tasty <laughs> it's tasty it's a big boy it was uh it's a lot stronger than I would normally go on this day of the week that we're recording. Mm-hmm. Um, so even like on a, a weeknight basis. So um, I might only be doing two beers this episode. Don't know if I'm going to make it to the full three. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Audience is going to be mad. I know. I know. I'm going to try. Audience, I'm going to try. I'm going to try for segment three to have a third one. We'll see if I can finish that. We believe in you, Kelsey. We believe in you. They're going to bully you a third as much as they bully Adam. No, I don't want that. <laughs> it's Nobody wants list. this. You're getting a third. Dearest listener, <laughs> I will woman up and I will drink this and I will get a third beer. Find like a table beer or something, you know, get, get something super light. It's what the fridge gives, Steve. It's like literally I'm putting sorry, my hand sorry. in and I'm just pulling one out. So it's like a surprise. Sorry. I didn't mean to like, yeah, I know the fridge decides. The fridge decides. It's like Target. You don't go to Target and be like, oh, I need to get these five things. You let Target tell you what you need to buy. Fair enough. Fair enough. Typically that involves Joanna Gaines and whatever she's putting out typically that's like three hundred dollars later and i blacked out like what happened here (laughs) where'd all this ship lap come from (laughs) (sighs) all right and back to me the die tripper by working class brewery out of cleveland ohio 10 percent belgian strong dark ale 
uh yeah shit yeah. rules it's fruity nice. it is boozy it is uh it's like it it's sweet but it kind of mellows out as you drink it uh yeah wow <laughs> it looks really good oh yeah it, it's beautiful it has a nice beautiful red color to it yeah we gotta remember described colors and stuff because like we get to look at them on the zoom yes we gotta gotta make that theater of the mind for the audience yeah it has a very nice dark like uh not amber but it's even darker like almost a red plum flesh color oh yeah yeah it yeah is. mine's like a nice like mango juice color it's like orangey with like a little yellow mm-hmm. it's like a juice basically yeah mm-hmm. should have dole on the side of it it could yeah it could <laughs> no clarity on kelsey's but good clarity on mine yeah no clarity <laughs> whatsoever uh but yes well good beer is a segment sure yeah and on segment three we'll, we'll avoid what i was drinking I don't know. We'll do something else. Okay. We'll come back to it. We'll be right back with segment three and more beers and more drinks. Hurrah. Hurrah. You know what pairs nicely with a good beer? A bad movie. And that's exactly what we do at Hops and Box Office Flops, the Internet's premier podcast dedicated to reviewing bad movies and mostly good beers. So join us on a hop-fueled excursion through some of Hollywood's biggest bombs. We've covered everything from the fungus-laden streets of Dino Hatton with the Super Mario Brothers to the oddly horny felines of Cats 2019. You can find our show on any of your finest podcast providers. And follow us on social media at Hops and B.O. Flops. You'll laugh, you'll cry, you'll drink your face off. It's episode 196 of the Hop Nation USA podcast, and it's segment three... That means it's time for a fun little game. Wait, is it 196 or 197? It's 196. 196. I thought you said 197 earlier. I do not believe I did. Okay, great. If he did, we'll fix it in post. Yes. If I did, then it's going to have a very funny sounding edit because I will just copy and paste every time I said 196 to when I said 197. Love it. Forget I said anything. That's fine. Uh, but yes, we are still here with Kelsey. Yep, that's me. And co-host Adam is always here. Of course. And Spicy Boy Summer Steve. Yeah. Is that the command? So he's, he's got his captain cutoffs on. That's right. Got my captain cutoffs. Gonna get on Spicy Boy Summer a little better than do it. Get a beignet. You don't get a beignet. Powder sugar on the beignet. <laughs> Powder sugar on the bend, y'all get on on the fly boat. Y'all want to see the ghetto. Spicy boy soul. Anyway. Right. <laughs> uh, Steve drinking IPAs and just choking down muffalettas all summer long. I Here's the thing. I fucking hate olives. Oh. Oh. But, but Italian hoagies are so fucking good that when yeah. you make a muffaletta, it's still tolerable <laughs> you just gotta like outweigh the jardinier ratio with that olive situation oh yeah you get that you get that pepper relish in that there oh yeah mm-hmm. and you outweigh the wall olives with that yeah it's fine get that that nice pickled veg mm. yeah yeah i mean i i still don't like it but it's still better than just olives on a pizza fair that's fair, fair. olives on a pizza is vom city and i'll throw that shit out the door 
I love olives on a pizza. Well, then you can go out the door and have your olive Thank pizza. Thank you. I will. I also like pineapple on pizza. Don't at me. Ugh. Yeah. No, I'm with you. I'm with you on that one. Don't at me. I'm outnumbered, yeah. so I'll just move on. You are. Adam. 100%. No, you, I'm still... Nah. Are you still enjoying your sparkling water? Yes, it is keeping me well hydrated. Aha. Uh, and I am. <laughs> and I am happy about that sort of thing. Right on. Right. Well, then let's go to Kelsey. Well, I did it. I'm on to a third beer. Hooray. Yes, that's what I like to hear. Keeping it local. It's from Couch Brewery. It's their morning wood coffee stout coming in at 6.5%. Also in a 16-ounce can. Very nice. Very nice. I haven't poured it yet, so. Okay. Well, while you do that, I can move on to what I'm drinking. Perfect. I have a smoked porter. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and the smoked porter is coming to us from the Listerman Brewery. And Listerman is out of Cincinnati, Ohio. I, I appreciate the uh, the Buckeye pride on this week's episode here, Steve. Well, a part of being double dose daddy means that you also get to take a vintage trip. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Membership has its privileges, eh? That's right. <laughs> and so <laughs> I am drinking through a lot of, uh, yes, Ohio beers that I picked up because I can't get them in PA. And Listerman is one of them because uh, if I'm correct in what I heard from the purveyor at vintage he was saying pretty much there's only two breweries that they get to distribute that nobody else really gets and one of them is our mm -hmm. which we spoke about last week and the other one is this listerman brewery awesome nice. yeah so the smoked porter it comes in at, at a nice tidy uh, i believe 6.3 percent abv very nice and I'm glad to see that you and I have like backed down for beer three. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely <laughs> it's a coaster. A, yeah, it's definitely a back down. That way, you know, you get a little more sober up as soon as you get out the episode. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I also did it because it is a smoked porter, and it is said to be smoked with beechwood, which Ooh. as people, people know, the Schlenkerla line of lagers, yes. those are also smoked with beechwood. Yes. If you look at the label mm -hmm. on this. Uh, and I'm not finding much information, but if you look at the label, you can see that it is depicting the city of Cincinnati, the skyline, but it is within an outline of the state of Alaska. Yeah. What is up with that? <laughs> yeah. I can only assume the only thing I can put together is that this is a complete reference to the smoked porter from Alaskan Brewing Company. Ah. And they're, ah. And they're just doing a total homage. Interesting. We'll have to get on the line with them. It's the, it's the only thing I can think, and I, I kind of I do want to ask them. But, yeah, there, there's nothing on Untapped, nothing really on the can. So it's the only thing I can put together of, like, who else has a famous smoked porter and that Alaskan Brewing Company does. And, and regardless of the story, it's a fine-looking can. I like the label. Mm -hmm, yeah, mm -hmm. I'm into this. It's, it's got a, a, an air of classiness to it. Yeah, uh, Listerman, their labels, they stick out pretty well at uh, Vintage. And that's also in part because they take up an entire shelf oh. or, or two. <laughs> yeah, there's a huge selection of Listerman. But this one stuck out to me for obvious reasons. And 
just getting into the tasting notes, it smells a bit like a Schlencarla. Mm, okay. And it tastes a bit like a Schlencarla. <laughs> Dude, All right. this is a very, very, very good beer. <laughs> oh, good. You had me worried for a second. I'll be honest. Because for some reason, I was really pulling for this beer, and you didn't fully commit. Like, it's kind of like Schlen Curly. It's kind of like it. I was like, oh, no, he's not going to like, oh, it's only, it's it, like it. It's only kind of because it's a porter. It's not a lager. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I fully agree. But that's you still had me is. on edge. Yeah, that's what the kind of is. The kind of is it's a porter, not a lager. <laughs> but... uh yeah, it is really, really tasty. Like the porter, it, you get the same you get the same kind of smoky taste that you would from the Shankarla. Um, if not, maybe just a little abated, but like on the scale between their Hellas that is just brewed in the vats, not actually mm. smoked, and then like their actual smoke stuff, it's still higher than the Hellas, but you know, maybe a little less than their normally smoked stuff. Excellent. So it's still a lot of good smoky flavor. It's still pretty dominant within the flavor profile. The porter is, it's nice and I wouldn't call it dry, but it has a nice thick mouthfeel to it. It's not sweet in any way. Uh, you don't get too, uh, too much from the porter otherwise. Like there's no strong coffee or roast or uh, chocolate notes. If they're there, they more or less play into the smoke. Mm-hmm. Sort of, sort of a a light compliment. Mm-hmm. Incredibly drinkable, very, very good. I love. Nice. nice. I, I'm happy to hear that. For some reason, I was really pulling for this beer, and I don't know why. Well, because it's a smoked beer. Yeah. <laughs> and, well, that's part of it, and, and maybe it was also the can art. I was like, yeah, Man, I really like that. I don't know. I just, I didn't, I don't know. I just had a sudden attachment to it. <laughs> well, don't good. ask me why. <laughs> well, good, but it's you would enjoy it. And, you know, go to vintage and get yourself. I just might do that. Yeah. Get yourself one. I could do it. it. I recommend. (laughs) Kelsey, how is your morning wood? It's robust. It's uh, very coffee. It's dark like a stout should be. Yes. Uh, It's strong like a lot of coffee, but I like that. So I'm pretty sure this is brewed with cold brew. So maybe. Cold brew? Uh, I, I know from my home brewing days that uh, using a cold brew is a, an excellent way to do it, especially if you're looking to get a lot of coffee yeah. s- smell nose yeah. if you're in, you know. Strong sort of coffee thing. nose, strong coffee mouth. It's pretty good. It's the it's, business. It's delish. Nice. Yeah, couch does not do bad stouts. <laughs> they do yeah. not. They only do stouts and then really good stouts. <laughs> <laughs> that uh yeah i I don't i don't think enough people got a hold of it but they're they're tie me up like thai flavored stout oh yeah it was really good and it was really different in the flavor profile yeah i missed that one i did have their sofa commando though which was like that mexican hot. that one's a plus that one's probably the best best one they make it's out of the park it's so good it's out of the park it's it's even better than the high wire 10w40 yeah, I would I, I would say yes on that. I don't give a fuck about saying that, and I love that beer. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the 1040 is delish. So oh, yeah. yeah, all 1040s are delish, but their Mexican hot chocolate one does not compare to the, the no. couch sofa commander. No, 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 no. no. So but there's still plenty of room towards the top of the mountain. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, they can, they can all hang out at, at the top, but <laughs> if you're looking for a local... 
that one that's the one to go for yeah but the else so moving on it's segment three and like i said time for a fun little game but more of a just fun time segment and i'm bringing back an older one that i don't remember the last time we did it so that means we got plenty of fresh content this time (laughs) (laughs) and it's called nobody asked you and that's where we take questions from the internet and we answer them despite nobody asking us (laughs) okay i'm into this yes we got to give our two cents damn it yes (laughs) It's us using our platform to give our two cents to questions that were just asked into the ether <laughs> of the various internet sites. This week, they're coming from the R Beer subreddit, and I pulled one from Beer Advocate. But yeah, uh, where would you like to start? I mean, the, oh, there the are beginning. options. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know yeah. there were options here. Yeah, I, I, let's see. We got questions on hype. We got questions on building. We got questions on uh, craft beer in America. Let's go with buildings. I'm pretty good with architecture. No, no, just building in general, <laughs> not architecture. <laughs> but uh, this question is simply uh, build or buy a kegerator. And this was asked on r slash beer by Mount Smiley. Hmm. There are some questions you have to ask before you can answer that question. Well, that's I, then you answer those as well. <laughs> and, and I will. And I will. Uh, I just wanted to preface what my approach was here. Because yeah. if you are building it for a homebrew kegging system versus buying it for a homebrew kegging system, chances are you're going to have to build it anyways. Um, for a few reasons. Number one, it'll probably be easier to source all the parts because your local homebrew store will have all those keg parts ready and available for you to be able to get those connections ready to go. Whereas a kegerator in a box may not have those connections. So you're going to be doing work anyways. The second thing is, if you're a homebrewer and you're making your own beer, chances are you have some level of DIY DNA in you. So you're probably going to want to do that Regardless, you're probably going to want to build it up. The third thing with that is if you're doing it from a homebrew side of things, you're probably going to have a bunch of kegs lined up. You're probably going to want to have, you know, a full chest freezer size kegerator rather than just a, you know, a single sixtal. So with that in mind, if you're looking to do it for homebrewing, chances are you're going to build it. If you're doing it for commercial beer, I could be convinced to buy one if you can get one that has at least two taps. Okay. Okay. Uh, you know, Kelsey, do you have an answer or? I mean, Adam had quite the explanation for her homebrew system, but I would just buy one. Fair enough. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't have the skill set to build one, nor do I really want to source all those parts. And I have plenty of friends who could probably build one for me, but I'm just going to buy one because why not okay okay know what they're doing yeah i see that uh adam i think you missed a very vital step in this that being (laughs) the question is simply are you in the market for a new refrigerator that is true too yeah (laughs) if you're in the market of a for a new refrigerator and your current one still works 
no no need to throw it out yeah right. put that in the basement put it in the yeah. garage yeah so you're you're talking about homebrew supply shops and you can definitely find a lot of you know the parts that you need the taps the hosing all that kind of stuff you can also just buy hosing at lowe's no big deal yes uh i believe some of them will also have co2 tanks as well i've never really looked but I assume a lot of them have the CO2 tanks that you would need. However, if you're the kind of person who has an Amazon Prime account, you can pretty much buy a conversion kit for like $200 on Amazon. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. (laughs) Yeah. It's, I know it's something that none of us has really looked into because none of us have ever, you know, decided to build a kegerator but yeah i did a little bit of looking and you can go on amazon and you can get a two-tap system for about two hundred dollars and then really all you're doing is drilling into your fridge and you know making sure the seals are tight when you put the uh taps through at that point it's almost stupid to not do that right yeah (laughs) who knew yeah but i i can see kelsey's side of it of if you're not in the market for a new fridge you know, like you're good with the fridge you just bought, or if yeah. you're just furnishing a house and you're getting both at the same time, then yeah, just buy a kegerator the same time you're buying your new fridge. Right. Yeah. yeah I'll, I'll, agree, I'll agree with that. Yeah. If you don't have a sacrificial refrigerator, right. That is a game changer. Right. I do plus, agree with that. Plus like if you don't want to buy the new fridge, let's say, and like, maybe you only have a small space for it. Like, you know, that definitely would take into account in like my mind, like maybe you are trying to put this into a home bar setup and, you know, you need something a little smaller on like a little on the smaller side, like that way you can kind of measure things out. And like, it's already kind of like pre-built for you to like, just slide in there and hook up. Oh, yeah. And start going. Mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, like Adam was talking about, if you're doing like, just kind of commercial kegs for your home bar yeah then yeah i would say like, kind of t- two taps that's all you need yeah. yeah yeah i'd say you could just buy into that pretty easy yeah but yeah so there's your answer depends on what you're doing yeah <laughs> all right do you want to move on to craft beer in america whiskey or hype let's go with uh whiskey 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 so this is this is a good question i picked out and we did some time last week uh talking with afro beer chicken she has a a good love of bourbon and a solid knowledge of it but you know kelsey you do as well i try you have a pretty decent whiskey collection yourself i do and so the question is coming again from the r slash beer uh, subreddit but it's from ausgi zeichnet and they ask best beer with whiskey and to add a little bit more he says i I, he or she says i was once a very enthusiastic beer drinker i've tried duval rochefort westmaller all those belgian beers and now i've converted to whiskeys uh scotch whiskeys and sherry casks are my thing i've recently noticed that dark beers fit very well with scotch whiskeys so 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 smoky whiskeys, he's saying, go well with stouts like Guinness. Yeah. And then they're also looking more for what would you suggest to pair with more uh, woody and fruity whiskeys? Hmm. You know, so things that aren't, you know, that smoked scotch, (laughs) nothing that peaty, but more things that I guess you would find in America or 
I mean, I would say like, I feel like a strong ale, like an ale you couldn't go wrong with, like a Sierra Nevada, like a pale ale. Like it's kind of just neutral enough, but like refreshing to like cleanse the palate based on what type of, you know, whiskey you're going with. Um, you know, obviously you brought up Guinness. So I, I really think like a nice stout or a smoked porter, or a porter in general, like something a little more robust is going to stand up to kind of the depth of some of the whiskey out on the market right now, especially if you're going, depends on like how aged you're going mm-hmm. um, and depends on what region you're going in. Um, I'm not as familiar with more of the Japanese style whiskeys um, as I am like an American bourbon or, you know, yeah, something like that. Um, but I, I really don't think like if you're looking for like a good starting point, like I really think like a pale ale would be good, like, or a red ale um, could be like really not offensive on your palate when you're trying to pair those. So like maybe go with a red rye if you're yeah. having like bullet rye. Yeah, if you're having bullet kinda, rye, a red rye would be a great pairing. Kind of keep your kind of keep your grains the same. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's yeah. a good call. Yeah. yeah, I like that. I I, I also like kind of just like you were saying like Sierra Nevada pale ale is kind of neutral, but yeah. it's not too, too hard hitting. And I would go with that. Cause I mean, what, you know, what's more American than a boiler maker, which is right. just shitty whiskey, whiskey and shitty beer, yeah. but we're past those things <laughs> in 2021. Yeah. So like, I think a Sierra Nevada, it, it's not going to completely wash out your palate and it right. allow, uh, it would allow the whiskey to kind of speak more for itself, but it's a good chaser. Yeah. Like, you know, it's, I feel like you would need something almost like more of like a corn forward whiskey potentially with that. Like, cause you know, the, the Sierra Nevada could be like a little stronger, um, up against something like that. You just need it to like wash away, like that bourbon forward, like head on, like super mm-hmm. strong, like upfront palate that the bourbon would give you. Um, so yeah, that's, yeah. that's my mm-hmm. recommendation. My recommendation is actually a little fruitier than oh, yours. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think, and it's just because I, I do like to drink trash whiskeys like Bird Dog. <laughs> I don't know, I'm not a great person. <laughs> don't you do, don't you besmirch Bird Dog on this program. It's good for what it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> it's good for what it is. Perfect way of describing it. Yeah. But like it, instead of drinking Bird Dog, if you're drinking Woodford Reserve, maybe... A, a simpler fruit ale or a simpler fruit Belgian or a framboise would, Ooh, go, interesting. would go really well with like a very big, heavy bourbon, you know, because it still would allow like bullet or maker's mark or Woodford reserve to kind of speak for themselves. Yeah. You know, avert, and then you just have, you have a nice fruity chaser. Interesting. I'm and okay the, with that life, <laughs> even yeah. if it's a line in Google. And I know that's kind of like a, you know, not a great word nowadays, but <laughs> line in Google okay. could be a good chaser for a, a nice whiskey. So for me, I, I assume that you're you're drinking the beer to to kind of calm down the whiskey. Like the whiskey is still the that's still the show. So yes. in in my mind, you would have to go super simple with something like a Kolsch. That something that is simply there to kind of calm things down a little bit, but not get in the way. That's just wash out the bite, is what you're yeah. saying. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. 
Now, like what kind of whiskey are you thinking of, Adam? Are you thinking like along the lines of a Woodford or are you thinking more of like a Jack Daniels or are you going more into like, uh, like a bullet or an angel's envy or a Eagle rare or, a where we had it. I was, my, my thought was a tin cup, which okay. is kind of a, you know, a half step up. It is obviously not going to be behind the counter in a glass case. Right. But if somebody on top of a mountain that you've just hiked up, like the commercials saying, uh, yeah. And of course I hiked up there with my $3,000 worth of hiking gear that I just bought the day before and didn't break right. it in. And Oh, by the way, I brought all this firewood with me for no right. reason. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Sorry. I'm not mad about advertising. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> but yes, in that arena where it's a, you know, it's, you know, it's a, it's an, a nice whiskey, but it, you're not going to be jumping for joy when somebody cracks it open. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. I can see that. Yeah. I can, I can see that as well with like a Kolsch. You brought up Jack Dagnall's and. Well, that's old style. Yeah. Whatever old style. it is, pair that with old style. Yeah. You either pair it with a shitty beer like old style. Yeah. Or you pair it with something that'll just like completely cover your taste buds. Right. I mean, okay, let's maybe JD was like a bad example. Like maybe the gentleman Jack well, the, then. Okay. Yeah, gentleman Jack. But like even still, I think yeah. just giving a good pairing note for Jack Daniels because it is yeah. it's you bottom shelf a, not good. You need a trashy beer to give. <laughs> yeah, you you either pair it with a trashy beer or you pair yeah. it with a very like a very, very heavy beer that has a lot of flavor to it and yeah. you're just looking to you know, get sure. drunk er. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> get exactly. <drunk-er. laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, I think I think everybody had good answers as far as like what to do with that. But I I would be willing to try some dark beers with smoked scotch because that sounds right. Like uh, yeah. Like dry Irish stouts. You know, Ooh, not, yeah. nothing nothing like pastry, but it's almost like the way I'm drinking this smoked porter. Not that I did any planning or anything, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, a Lafroig and you know a dry Irish stout together. It sounds like they work. Sounds like yeah. they work in my head. <laughs> Ooh, like a Scotch ale would be good too, or like if we're staying over in like you know the UK, like the the British area. Yeah. Or if you really want to fuck your life up with barley wine, but yeah. well, well, that's just yeah, that's just that's a weekend right there. That's... Yeah, well, that's how you get in the coffin. <laughs> you go to sleep in the forever box, mixing scotch and fucking barley wine. Let's pull up on this yoke, Steve. This is getting dark real fast. Okay, you're fine. That went real dark. <laughs> you go to sleep in forever box. It's no big deal. No. <laughs> All right. Do you want to go hype or do you want to go craft beer in America? Isn't that kind of one and the same? Yes, but different questions. Uh, where do you want to go, Steve? I want, well, I kind of want to go craft beer in America because I, right. I get to well, do a voice. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> All right. This one comes from the R Beer subreddit, and it's by Poster Bit of Crack. And he asks. Why is it so difficult to get good craft beer in America? And to further expand upon that, and I'll do the voice. Thank you. Seriously, everything is either an overhopped IPA or some weird fruity crap. Even the stouts tend to be like syrup. 
I recently moved to New York City from Ireland, and I've been finding it very difficult to find decent craft beer brewery. Are there breweries doing proper lager and stout in the U.S.? How you share it here hard? Very hard. Interesting. Why is it, it so is difficult to get a good craft beer in America? Because you're not trying hard enough. Yes. <laughs> you're not looking in the right place. Yes. <laughs> you're not on. You're not googling your local neighborhood. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> That's easy enough answer right there. Yeah. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> These are all correct answers. You're not asking your friends. <laughs> yeah. You haven't made any good friends, you potato-headed brain. Nope, nope. Mm-mm. Nope, we stopped that one right now. <laughs> your corned beef breath, idiot. <laughs> all right, we need to move Steve away from this voice right now. Absolutely. Get the Irish. He's going to get us going to get us in trouble. No, yeah. no, get the Irish. <laughs> no. So my answer is, so that Steve can't talk anymore, is going to be long-winded and complicated. (laughs) But no, the the short answer is you just got to look harder. And you might need to look in some places that you may not think to look. Sure. This is a weird one, and and I hesitate to say this, but take a look at a Boston lager. Yeah, hey, that's yeah. it's there's a reason why it was popular all through the 90s and into, you know, mm-hmm. the 2000s and why it's still a very common beer today. Right. Yep. Start there if and nothing else as a baseline and work your way from there. Right. Do you think it would make sense to encourage this individual to look more on a more national scale? as opposed to a more local scale to start? Yes. Mm. And, well, let me explain myself. Yeah. Or, let yeah me explain go ahead. Myself. I have my own. Yeah. My, my thought is yes, because that will establish a, a common baseline. And what I mean by that is everybody knows what a Boston lager tastes like. Everybody knows what a Sam Adams Oktoberfest tastes like. Everybody knows what those you know the big brands taste like so mm-hmm. when you walk into a brewery or you go into a distributor or you know a, a beer hut or whatever it may be you can talk to the person that work that works there and you can give them that baseline hey i'm looking for something like this or i'm looking for something like that or i've tried this and i want something that is hoppier or drier or fruitier or something like that but if you start there that gives them a common baseline to work off of and then you could get down into the regionals and the locals. Yeah. Steve, your rebuttal? I, I, no, I mean, I, I actually do agree with what Adam just said. Um, but my side to that is actually go somewhere that a lot of people don't think about. But this person is asking for loggers and stouts, specifically dry Irish. And they should go on untapped because untapped has tap finding ability. Mm-hmm. Yes, it'll tell you those beers in your area and if you're in new york city holy shit how do you not find yeah what you're looking for go right? to like, brooklyn go to brooklyn brewing like start there <laughs> yeah like i specifically picked this question because i knew what i was drinking on the show tonight and in one little podunk beer distributor in ohio i pulled a smoke porter a award-winning hellas lager <laughs> and a you know yeah. big ass belgian yeah i can i pulled all of those on top of everything else i got which include an actual kolsch from germany 
So yeah. yeah. The fact that you can't find that shit in New York City means you're not looking hard enough. <laughs> or they may not necessarily know what they're actually looking for. And I know that's kind of yelling at the messenger a little bit. Yeah. Well, so in, in the actual thread, they were asking this person, you know, what do you drink? Somebody asked them, what do you drink in Ireland against which nothing compares favorably? Mm-hmm. And then they just listed a whole bunch of breweries I've never heard of. Oh, okay. You know, so it's like okay so you have this basis of irish beer but uh you don't like you can't uh give any kind of leeway to anything else that anybody would know right so it sounds like you're just kind of being a snob and you're not actually doing your due diligence because america has over seven thousand craft breweries yeah. we have the most amount of craft breweries in the world. <laughs> right. You can go find something if you put the work in. Yes. <laughs> and there are resources available to you yeah. to find that. We've made everything. <laughs> <laughs> now it's on you to go get it. Yeah. yeah. You look. <laughs> Stop complaining on the internet. <laughs> Fucking potato brain. Pat. Nope. <laughs> nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. Too far. Get the Irish. Nope. <laughs> Uh, all right what's this hype question all right time yeah just real quickly we can do this one uh the hype hype question is simply coming from beer advocate and it was asked by best enjoyed in texas Uh, are you exhausted with the constant hype and they have a real long post but to summarize it it is are you tired of breweries just constantly jumping onto the next thing and they're they're fed up because they have noticed it's gone from new new england ipas to pastry stouts pastry sours the puree sours and now it seems most of his local area breweries are jumping on the hard seltzer game rather than sticking to anything yeah but are, are you tired of the breweries in our area chasing hype and chasing clout is it something that's affected you i'm gonna say no Mm-hmm. Um, I, I see it as an opportunity for each brewery to kind of take the hype, put their own personal spin on it and see kind of what they can put out and like how far they can take it. Um, and it kind of gives a different sense of the brewing capabilities of each kind of how far they're willing to push potentially other styles and kind of to see like, okay, like if they're, you know, fully on board the seltzer train right now, have they also started to think ahead to like, what could be next? Like what else are they making? You know, it could be a really good introduction to breweries for some people who are like all in like on the seltzer train right now, or, you know, all in on like big pastries or like sours, um, to be like, Oh, like this brewery does one really well. Let's see what this brewery does. Oh, I like this. Like, let me try something else. So I'm in, I'm here for it. Mm-hmm. I, I completely agree. And I'll, I'll actually refer back to our beer. Uh, there was a thread earlier this week, um, that asked about what, what are your, what are your beer slash brewery hot takes? And somebody made a post that really stuck with me, and I think it applies perfectly here. And it said, a brewery is a business, not an art project. <laughs> so to a degree, they kind of have to do that. Because if that's where the money's going, they have to go get money too to stay open. Right. Yeah. 
I mean, unless you ask Collective Arts, then I also think it is an art project and a business. <laughs> Pretty there sure Collective al- Arts there is, is always an exception to the rule. <laughs> yes. Pretty sure Collective Arts is both. But um, yeah, I, I agree with what both of you said. And just kind of my own uh, take on that is that, yeah, we have a lot of breweries in our area that have started chasing the smoothie sour. And a lot of breweries have also chased that New England IPA route. But there's also just a lot of breweries who don't. Right. And and even the breweries who do chase the hype, you know, we're talking about Hitchhiker and you, you can consider Hitchhiker one of those hype breweries, but they also put out four beers every week. Exactly. So maybe they have one that falls into the hype, but then they have three others that don't. Right. Yes. They have their like staple beer, a hype beer, and then like some others, but they're so consistent with their releases. It's wild. Yes. And I think I think we see that with all of the big bigger breweries in the area that would chase hype is that they still have offerings of the other. And then you have other breweries, you know, like Cobble House that kind of just stick with their niche of like, we're offering old world style. Right. So, yeah. It, it's, I don't, whatever this person is suffering and maybe it's specific to their area. Yeah. You know, it's not, I don't think we're as affected because we still have so much choice. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, I could, I could see if you're in a, you know, a mid-sized town and you only have like five good breweries and they're always, you know, chasing something, but they don't offer up their past offerings. That would suck. Yeah. That could be an issue. Yes. Yeah. That would suck. But yeah, I just don't think we're experiencing what this person is. So Mm. I don't know. Hype hype has not hurt us. (laughs) I wish them luck. Yeah. Yeah. Best of luck to what you're suffering. But yeah, yeah, for, for us, it's hype is not a, Hype exists, but it's it, we can ignore it. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. King in the castle. I don't have to listen. <laughs> uh, that was a good question. I like that. Yeah, that was a good question. Yeah. I was just curious, you know, if anybody else felt because I know Adam, you you do have your, you know, I'm sick and tired of all the taps being IPAs and you know, that is hype chasing in a way. And <laughs> it is, but at, at the same time, my beer fridge is still full. Yeah. Your beer fridge is still full. And I would say even now more days, like there's so many like offerings for you. So many. Yes. As far That's as the like, other thing, as far as like sours and lagers and you know, older mm-hmm. German styles. Yeah. Yeah. You're, yeah. you're having so a I, time. <laughs> I'm a happy camper right now. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that's another round of Nobody Asked You for April 2021. I'm here for it. Yes. Yes, we all. I enjoyed that. Yes, we all had a good discussion. I hope you learned things. But if you actually have questions you do want us to answer, then just email us at hotnationusa at gmail.com. Or Or tweet at us. Yeah. Or tweet at us. Any of those things. Thanks again, Kelsey, for coming on. Thanks for having me, guys. It was good to see you both. It's good to see you as well. Do you, do you have anything to plug other than Spicy Boy Summer? Oh, dude, I mean, Spicy Boy Summer, always. Um, uh, I don't think I do right now. I mean, if you are looking for a great organization to volunteer with, 412 Food Rescue, still out there. They're doing some great things in the community, um, helping out restaurant workers um, who have been impacted by the pandemic, uh, providing meals to them, uh, partnering with local restaurants to do so. Uh, and they have a CSA that they're starting out for the summer again. So it's their ugly CSA. It's like 12 weeks, get yourself some farm fresh produce. It's going to be good. Nice. Get some dinged up green peppers. They're still yeah. just as good. 
Yeah, I signed up for it. I'm super excited for it this year. I can't wait to see what I'm going to get starting in July. So going to find some new things to make with it. You're going to be getting hot peppers all through it because it's spicy boy summer. Spicy boy summer. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I'm excited for? All the hot peppers in spicy boy summer. Yeah, buddy. Hell yes. All right. Well, if you want to find us on social media, all you have to do is search Hop Nation USA and they'll get you Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And if you want to listen to brand new episodes of the Hop Nation USA podcast every Friday, as you should, then search Hop Nation USA on your favorite podcatcher like Spotify, Apple, Google, Podbean, Stitcher, whatever, Podchaser, anything that starts with pod and or ends in cast. We're on all of those. We're on Player FM. Did you know that's still a thing? It is. We're there. A fact. <laughs> yeah. But if you're on any of those platforms, leave a five-star review because... We are a six-po-boy sandwich show, but they only let us use five. That's a bigger crime than letting the Irish into this country bad nope. our craft nope. beer. Nope. No, no, nope. We don't let them in to come in and talk about our craft beer. Mm-hmm. They can go right nope. the fuck nope. home with that. <laughs> I fully disagree. I disavow any of this. I'm not associated with that opinion or stance. Spicy boy summer takes. <laughs> well, how do we you. end the show now? You know, I have <laughs> missed you both so much. I can't wait till we're all vaccinated in a few weeks so we can get back together around the table and gang up on Adam. <laughs> wow. You know, I was I was gonna be real nice. I was gonna, you know, iron out some clothes, get some new board shorts ready to you go. You still should. Well, no, if I'm gonna be made fun of. I'm kidding, Adam. I would. <laughs> I'm not gonna come around your table and just mock you. I want to just come into a man's house and kick up his couch. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> put my put my muddy boots on his couch. Yeah, I kicked his couch up. He got money. Fuck him. <laughs> Oh my goodness. All right. Kelsey, thank you for coming on the show. Hey, thanks for Again. having me. It's yeah. awesome to have you. Yeah. Steve, thank here. you for putting this together. Yeah. That was thanks awesome. For List- yeah. Listerman, thanks for the smoke porter. It's dope. Yeah. Couch Brewery. Thanks for the morning wood coffee stout. It's tasty. And the US government. Thanks for vaccines in that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they didn't make them. No, they didn't. <laughs> and they kind of botched it rolling them out i don't want to get into that and there was one company that they put a lot of money into and they haven't made a any usable vaccines yet so eh, let's not thank them let's thank raja for all the nice cat content yes on the youtube so much cat content tonight (laughs) she's just sitting over here still like am i gonna pop my head in yeah i'm gonna do it and she didn't once put her butthole on camera. So that's a that's good, cat cam- good cat content. Indeed it is. She's well-trained with that. <laughs> yes. But I think that's a good place to end. Uh, one final note. If you want to see Steve put peanut butter on his foot, go to his no. OnlyFans page. No, we're not endorsing this, Adam. <laughs> I we're just in the feeling out stage. If, if you're all looking for some size 14 quadruple E's, mashing some things up, let me know. Start the page. <laughs> I don't think that's a good place to end the podcast. So. We'll, we'll see you all next week. Bye. Goodbye. Bye.